Blessings, greetings, and praise the Lord. I did know what the topic of my podcast was going to be earlier this week when I found that letter to the future as I was going through some documents and paperwork that I've had for far too long. But when I found that letter to the future, it made me realize why I don't just throw things away willy-nilly and in mass. Because there are so many things that I do intentionally and on purpose that may get discarded if I just threw things away that way. And I'm sure I have thrown away a lot, a lot of things that way, but it seems like the Holy Spirit always has me keep the things that he wants to bring back to my remembrance. The letter to the future I'm referring to, I actually wrote January 4th of 2000. Yes, that is over 20 years ago, and I do not know where it came from, but it's a small envelope And the seal says sealed in the year 2000. And I did not open that seal until I found this last Saturday. And it starts, hello, from the 20th century. The best things in my life are. And the first answer to that was the Lord. And if that question was asked of me today, that answer would be the Lord. So praise God for his faithfulness. Because there's been a lot, a lot, a lot that's gone on in that 20 years. That could have had me falling away that could have had me not no longer here that 20 years has been full of life and living but praise the lord that it was full of my god as well i once carried a leather bound journal. And when I would visit a cousin, I would read from it because that's where I would write my poetry. And so I would alternate reading the word of God and reading from my journal to this cousin. And one day when I visited her, I read from scripture and didn't consider reading from my journal because I figured she would be fine with me reading from scripture and there was really nothing new in it. 
I even wondered if she wanted to hear what I was writing. But once I finished reading scripture, when I thought she wasn't even paying attention, she asked me, don't you have something to read from your little Bible? And I thought how accurate and how pleasant that was that she called that leather-bound journal that I carried my little Bible. It was as if that were where I kept track of the events of my life. And because I was walking with the Lord, (laughs) that was by scripture. I will never forget that. So that's what it's been like these past 20 years that seem to go by in the twinkling of an eye. It's amazing how time marches on regardless of what state we're in. Nothing can stop the hands of time. No matter how much we want it to. No matter how much we pray for it to. Time will go on. And it's interesting to think that time is only a concept for humans. Past, present, and future is only a concept for humans because our frame cannot handle time being one constant where past, present, and future are all together at once. We could not handle that, but God can. So it's interesting that a time 20 years ago, the most important thing to me was the Lord. And today, if asked that same question, my answer would be the Lord. So that's about as close as I can get to having past, present, and future all at once. Because the Lord was with me then. He is with me now. And praise God, he will be with me in the future. If he's willing. It is awesome. To have the creator of the universe. With you at all times. No matter what you go through. No matter how hard the trial gets. No matter how hard the walk gets. No matter if the scenery changes. From beautiful to frightening. To know that the Lord is the one constant in my life is what has kept me grounded and on a firm foundation. It's almost as if I were instructed to fill that out and to place it where I placed it. So God could give me the reminder That as long as I chose him, he would remain (laughs) with me.
I knew there was a podcast coming out of that, but I didn't rehearse what it would be because I love communicating with God and with those of you listening to my podcast fresh without a rehearsal, without a build-up, without wax or pretense, just real, the way life is. Walking with the Lord teaches you how to respond where you don't have to fret over things in advance or worry because he tells us not to worry. So being safely in his presence and in his will allows you to respond to people. Respond to what happens to you. Not react (laughs) is the difference between responding and reacting. When you respond, you're coming from a place that is already set and determined and stable and firm. That's a response. A reaction is when someone has tempted you or goaded you into an emotion. Walking faithfully with the Lord and having the Lord walk faithfully with you, you are able to respond to what comes. Paul did not prepare his speeches ahead of time at a certain point. At a certain point, he just knew the Holy Spirit would give him the words to say. Because that's how close he was with the creator of the universe. That he was able to respond to his environment and his atmosphere. And I dare say that he was actually able to control what was going on in his atmosphere. He was so yoked to God that he did what God would have him to do. And because of that, he was able to bring the presence of God wherever he was. For a man to be in chains up under a jail, and then he begins to praise and is set free and does not leave the jail, but continues to stay in the presence of God, that's a vessel that is sold out to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. When you don't react to the sudden breaking free of the chains where that you where you run out of the jail to escape persecution and bondage but you stay and respond to what's going on in that moment in that presence of God 
where the jailer is about to react and take his own life because the doors are open. So surely the, all the prisoners must be gone. No, Paul said, we are still here. Praise God. What the presence of God will do that no man, no created thing can do. In the past, the present, and the future. Because he holds all of those in his hands at once. Along with finding the letter to the future, I found a message that someone sent me. It was either after a women's conference or it was after I had visited a church that someone invited me to invited me to. I can't tell you which because there was a time where I was going to a women's conference or some type of event at least at least three times a month. And I could not tell you what this person looks like because I'm sure I only met them once. And I put the picture of the message up on Twitter. But what I didn't mention was this person sent me this message two days before my birthday in 2007. Now, if you've listened to my podcast or you followed my writings at all, you know, 2007 was a year. That my walk changed drastically because of the call which happened on July 7th of 2007. So this would have been sent to me a little less than two months before 777. So I was in the middle of a fast during that time as well the most stringent fast that I had ever participated in. So there were probably all kinds of things happening and going on during this time. So the fact that this message was sent to me in 2007, whether it would have been before or after July, is significant. But the fact that she sent it to me before... July 7th of 2007, which was such an amazing day that will forever remain in my memory as a day that my life changed. That my commitment to God was taken to another level. is amazing. So to have prayer warriors praying for you and they not necessarily know why they're praying for you they just know they have been put on assignment from God to pray for you is also amazing because there are some people who will say I'll pray for you I got you I'll pray for you and never utter a moan to heaven 
on your behalf. So the fact that she even took pen to hand and then took pen to paper to let me know that she was praying for me just goes above and beyond. I'm just amazed at the things that God has allowed to happen in my life. And there was a time where I wanted things to happen quickly. And I had so many people encouraging me, telling me the plans that God has for me. And as I said, it's been over 20 years since I began this walk in earnest with God. And so there are those who would say I should have been further by now. I should be doing different things by now. I should be hosting my own conferences and be um, super califragilistic, apostle, prophetess, evangelist, whatever. But to me, the most important title is child of God. to walk hand in hand with God to follow the path that he has laid out for me is the most important task that I feel I could ever have on this earth and to actually experience it and have tokens of my walk with him of how he's spoken to me how he's used his servants his children those who love him his will and his heart to speak to me. It's amazing. And he doesn't just leave them there. He gives me remembrances of those times where he has made himself available and present in my life. And that is what I hold on to. And that is what makes my walk different from the next person's walk. I was just watching a movie. And the character, who happened to be a writer, was talking about freedom. In essence, he was saying that the world does not value or esteem freedom. So you have to fight for your freedom as if you were wearing a suit of armor. And I paused because that is how I talk not only about my freedom, but about my peace. About my right to choose what my life is. I have to fight for it. Like I'm in a suit of armor. Like it belongs to anyone else but me the way my life should go. That someone else would be more intimately involved in the plans that God has for my life other than me. 
And it amazes me the number of times that someone has tried to tell me what God wanted from me. As if I didn't know God for myself. But thank God I had people who would drop me a note saying, I'm praying for you. And I just wanted to let you know that the answer to what we were talking about is this. And not put any pressure on it. Not tell me that now that I've given you the answer, you need to attend my church. You need to tithe regularly. And you need to be my servant. Almighty. For the rest of your days. Thank God. There are children of God. Who do not do that. Who do not expect a return. For doing. What God has assigned them to do. In my life. And I haven't counted. On my hand. The difference between those. Who are like this. Saint. Who just did what she was told to do. And those who would tell me I have to run five miles, jump over three streams, do a backflip through 12 lit hoops, and then crawl and serve them until they determine and deem me worthy to do this, that, or the other. I haven't compared, but I can tell you that one leaves a terrible taste and I'm grateful that I know God so that I'll know that terrible taste that I taste is not God but there are some who don't know God that way and and think that taste Is what they should be tasting. That's natural. That's what it's supposed to be. And it's not. So thank God. God allowed me to discern. What I'm supposed to be tasting. And what I'm not supposed to be tasting. And what I can spit out. And keep moving in my suit of armor. Because at times I wanted my race to be swift. But God said, no, you will endure till the end. There's another reminder that I carry with me that I don't have a date on. So I don't know what year it was given to me. But it was, again, written in the hand of the messenger. And I keep it in my Bible to refer to from time to time. And I'm looking at it now. And I don't believe I looked at this when I named my podcast Rise and Shine. It's morning time. But nothing done when you're walking with God is by chance. So someone, while we were at a worship center, praying individually, reflecting to ourselves, this person had 
a message from God for me. The message that is relevant to what I'm talking about right now comes from Isaiah 54 through 7. I don't know which version this is in because, like I said, the person wrote it in their own hand. So the title says Isaiah 54 through 7. The Lord has given me the tongue of true learned that I should know how to speak. A word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. Of course, that is Christ speaking in the Old Testament. But that is the message that she gave me from the Lord that day. And she went on to write in Isaiah 51, 7, that says, Listen to me, you who know righteousness. You people in whose heart is my law, do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults. Again, that is Christ speaking, but the Lord impressed upon upon her to give me that message, and I still carry that around. It is in my study Bible, which now will include this message from the lady who was letting me know she was praying for me and who encouraged me in my letter to the future. I am not certain about where God is leading me or what those plans are that he had for me, but I know he made them before the foundation of the earth. And I have seen people who... God has given a glimpse of his plans for me. Try to describe the weight of what it is that he has for me. And I trust those encouragers who gave me that word according to the heart of God and the will of God. And it was pure. Because there are those who would have a message and God would give a glimpse and they wouldn't give it to me because they looked at the vessel and didn't deem it worthy. But that's okay because whatever God has for me is for me. So regardless of if the messenger wanted to give me the message, it didn't, it doesn't or didn't and will not hinder me it only affects that messenger because when you think back to Job God told Job to pray pray for the friends 
who were doubting him and trying to give him advice about how to live his life. God had Job pray for those friends. And that was part of Job's deliverance and part of Job's way back or way to what God had for him. So I used to concern myself with those people who I knew God had given a message, but they refused to deliver it because the vessel didn't didn't stack up to what they thought it should. And it used to bother me, but it no longer bothers me. Because I know where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord. So no matter if the messenger is obedient or not, God is still God and God will still do exactly what he set out to do when he created the universe and when he created me for this universe. So I've learned how to respond to my environment and how to take authority over the atmosphere that I find myself in because I know who has my back. And I know his plans for me are good and not of evil because he has promised good to me. And from time to time, he will allow me to find a reminder of that so I can get my expectations up. So I can look forward to what he has for me because there is no love greater than the love of the one who created you. So praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord for all that he has done for me. This 20 years did not feel like 20 years. But it has been full. And now I can say I would not trade my journey for anything. And I am still walking with the Lord. Rise and shine. It is morning time.